This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen and the return of Yana Shanice. It's been a long time that the three of us have been together. So I'm excited to do this post-match show of Foam's 2-2 draw against Crystal Palace. There's a good amount to talk about in regards to this match, but we're also going to talk about this. There are several players that might have, I don't know, maybe they've made their last appearance in a Foam shirt. We're going to talk about it at Craven Cottage. On Saturday, will he stay or will he go? We're going to go through several players. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about players that we think are going to return and some that we think that might not return. Okay. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other phone supporters find us. Let's not waste any time. Let's go to Optimus Max. Max, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing great, Russ. You know, it was great to see Mitrovic back in the starting lineup and his two goals were extremely well taken absolutely the story of this for me is you know although we were happy scored both goals the what ifs were all anyone could talk about um <laughs> when i was watching was what if we had him for the rest of the season what if he wasn't suspended where would we be now so that's kind of it's optimistic and pessimistic i think combined because it was bittersweet to see him doing so well what could have been well let me ask you this what could have been max do you think that Fulham could have potentially been uh in a I'm going to say it in a place for Europe. Do you think it could have been that dramatic? Yeah. I mean, seventh or, or eighth, I, I don't think it's out of the question. I think we pick up a lot more points and, you know, we're, we're going to be 10th. It's almost certain. Yeah. And I think we could have been two or three places higher. So that's my take. Okay. Excellent. Max, I, I think you own something that I want you to share and explain a little bit about it. Let's, let's have Max show the visual of a scarf that he has. Yeah. And this is a big shout out to Chris Shore of the Fulham DC supporters group. He ordered all these scarves for us. Um, and it's gonna be great to see at the summer series. Uh, when Fulham come to the U S this summer, we're all going to have our Fulham DC scarves. That's great. We got the back with the DC skyline. Look at this Washington monument, cathedral, Lincoln Memorial, the Congress, everything. Epic. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Max, Max will be going to 
two of the matches, right, Max? You'll be joining me in Philadelphia. Yeah, we're going Philly on the 23rd, and then uh, FedEx Field. It's it's Maryland, but we'll call it D.C. for this purpose. It's D.C. <laughs> on the 30th against Chelsea. So, And you know what, Chris? Every single time I watch games at the Fulham Bar here in D.C. with fans, yep. excitement is building. Everyone's really excited, and it's been great. Oh, that's great. Today. That's great. That's fantastic to hear, Max. All right. Over to you, Mr. Janais. Like we've already been talking about, it. it's been a long time. Thank you for coming back. You know, again, it's been difficult with your schedule, but I'm glad that you could join us today. Opening thoughts on the draw and also on Max's uh, thoughts on Metro. Could things have been different if he was not suspended? Uh, yeah, great to be back. Yeah, Metro's a beast. That said, that header. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't that tell you everything about the way Williams played this year, though? What a fantastic cross. Movement in the box, bullet header. Johnson had nothing he could do. Um, could we have finished top eight? Yeah, I think we could. I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't just the seismic impact of getting knocked out of the cup. We were one up and looked like we were cruising. I don't necessarily agree he needs to apologise. Um, okay. Because, I mean, so many things I could say about that ref. Nonetheless, I thought we did well to rebound the way we did. Um, Venetia's put in a few good shifts for us, but we did miss him. He's just this presence, this talisman. He's this beast. And it's funny that yesterday, um, our old friend uh, Joachim Anderson decided he was going to start throwing elbows left, right, and yeah. center, try and stop him. Didn't stop him, did it? He still he still scored two. So it was great to have him back. And it's going to be great because next Saturday, next Sunday, oh. last game of the season. Oh, I can't wait, Giannis. I uh, cannot wait. That could be that could be ugly. That could be because oh, it's going to be fun. I cannot wait. We could talk about that at the end of the show because I've got serious thoughts on the final match of the season. I'm glad that you brought that up. Going to be a beaut. It is okay. Let's just talk quickly. Just your opening thoughts on the draw itself, and then we'll talk about the other topic I want to talk about, and then we'll break down the match. Well, when we beat Palace three nothing at at, uh, Sellers Park Boxing Day. That was the most abject performance I've seen probably from any team this year. I mean, they were terrible. I don't know they had the two red cards. Tariq Mitchell looked about as baffled yesterday as he did uh, on that day. Um, you could see that they were playing with some freedom. Um, it was a bit of a sleepy end-of-season game, to be honest. It was really not that much intensity. Um, 2-2 was probably a fair result. Um and we take the point to run. It was like a loving, wasn't it, really? Marco Silva, Hodgson, Lewington, da-da-da. Palace fans were a little bit annoying. But you take the draw. <laughs> you take the draw and, um, you know, it was some entertaining bits. But, um, you know, it's that, had that end-of-season feel about it. And, uh, you know, it's a kind of bit of a meh game, a blur game. But you, it, was, it, it, was, it was some point of entertainment, which was okay. And we move on to that lot. Up at Manchester next week. Oh, I can't wait for that. All right, over to you, Max. Just quickly, just your thoughts on the draw. Do you agree with Giannis that it was basically, nah, you know, it was a fair result. I agree with Giannis, and I'll, we'll talk about this. I think it's a fair result. Yeah, I think I think so too. You know, I think the thing Giannis said about freedom in Palace is just so evident. That's just a great point, is that under Vieira at times just looked like they were so constrained and there was a lack of belief and it's not even that Hodgson has come and changed up anything tactically in, in a huge way. He's just kind of given them that freedom, that belief to kind of play. And, you know, Eze, Elise, I mean, very skilled players who are hurting us time and time again. And just 
letting those players play is, is the best thing you can do. And, and that's the mentality he's brought. Um, you know, they're on good form. So it's not the worst thing in the world to draw, but to have it so close to going the final 10 minutes up to one, you know, I think our standards dropped a lot in the final 20 to 25 minutes and we just let them in the game. And, and it was odd that, you know, it didn't seem like we could do anything. They just kept coming after wave and wave after attack, and they deserve the goal. But I wish we could have seen a bit more resolve from Fulham. At the okay. End. Okay. Excellent stuff, guys. I've just been giving it some thought. I think we're going to do the second half of the show. We're going to talk about the players. Uh, like I mentioned, will he stay or will will they go? Will he go? Just because I think that I want to spend a little bit more time. So we're, we're going to go through the match now, and then we'll end with that. I thought that'd be a good way to do it. So. Let's just get your thoughts, guys, on the starting 11. So over to you, Giannis. Your thoughts on the starting 11? Were you surprised that Mitro was starting? I wasn't. I saw some people that thought that maybe because of his fitness, Vinicius would still start. What were your thoughts? Uh, I I was, uh, you know, I wasn't surprised. I thought if there was going to be any change, potentially it might be they could have a read start on the right for Wilson. And and it's not because Wilson hasn't played well because he has. Um, he might have, he could have had one half an eye in the United game next week, where I don't think Wilson will start. I think they could have a read will start on the right. Um, yeah, just because I think he's gonna, he's gonna have a couple of things up his sleeve. But overall, yeah, solid lineup, just what we wanted. Um, it was, I mean, and they knew we knew we had a lot of work to do because the way that Palace have been playing, they're pretty fluid moving forward, not so much going, um, defending. And this should have been a lineup in front of our, you know, our fans for our last home game that would uh, at least uh, entertain. I think this is probably the strongest lineup we could put out. I agree with that, Giannis, and uh, that's a good point. Over to you, Max. In front yeah. of our home supporters, so your thoughts on this? Maybe he has a good point. You think about it, starting Metro against Palace at home, that makes sense. I was just thinking he might stick with Vinicius, Max, but I'm I'm glad that he went to Metro. Yeah, I think that the video of Mitro at the end of the game with just the fans saying Mitro's on fire in the hammy yeah. end and him smiling, like that that was the moment to me of, of the day. Right. And I think justified starting him. And and it's no slight to Vinicius, but when your first choice striker is back, and I think, you know, it was, it was the right thing last week to give him a 20-minute cameo in the away match. And it just seemed like the natural progression, you know, back from a long suspension, get him in at the end, and then start in the next match. And, and Vinicius, Vinicius understands that. You know, that's that's the way football is. Micho's now scored 14 goals in the league. You know, when you have a player like that, he's, he's, he's going to start. Okay, excellent. All right, guys, let's get to it. Let's go through the first half with your first half analysis. But I want to start before we really get to getting your overall analysis, talk about some key moments. The first key moment, Max, right back to you. This is an interesting one. In the 12th minute, I've watched this several times. I think this should have been a penalty, and I'll make my argument of this one, then we'll talk about the uh, second one, which was a penalty. I think this one should have been a penalty, Max. Your thoughts? I don't know, Ron. I, I, I don't think there's enough in it. I, really? I, yeah, I don't. I mean, the Wilson one was really obvious. I mean, let's talk about that one. Well, you I know? disagree. We'll talk about that. I think okay. it's reversed. Yeah, let, let, let's hear your take. You see you have a good okay. view here. <laughs> well, this one, I actually think, that he clips them, and I think it's a legitimate penalty. I, Same player, too. What's interesting, it's the same player who actually got sent off in the first match. I think this one is legit. I think this is a penalty. The second one I'll talk about in a second, but this one I think is a penalty. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, the second one's a penalty because he slips. And I, okay. I don't even think there's intent. I don't really think it matters. But the fact that Wilson takes that first touch across his body and then he slips and takes him out, that to me is stonewall penalty. He isn't, okay. he isn't, there's no contact with the ball as well. Okay, I th- I think he dived. Okay, so 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 again, we'll talk about the actual penalty. I think Wilson embellished there, so that's why I'm thinking the first one was more of a penalty than the one that was actually a penalty. So, let's talk about them together. So you disagree? Yeah, yeah, but I think I don't know if it's jumping ahead a bit, but what I love about the the, the first penalty is that it's yep. each dropping deep and playing yeah. creator, and that's one thing I I really want to mention during the show is that. Yes, he scored two goals, and that will get all the headlines, deservedly so. Right. But he offers so much in the build-up play. And there are two instances. Of course, the chip ball to Wilson, which is just lovely technique. Yep. And I think in the first half as well, he had he cut, he cut came deep, flicked it with the outside of his right boot to William, who was making that run. And Mitra actually gets stamped on his Achilles. It's quite a painful one. But just amazing. I mean, the, the way he can just facilitate play. Yeah. Is something Vinicius doesn't offer, something that few strikers in the league, I think, offer as well as Mitra does. And it's, and it's not something people who don't follow Fulham understand, right? Yeah. People who know Fulham through just watching them in the Prem think, you know, Mitro's just a goal hog. He doesn't offer much outside of the final third. That's cannot be further from the truth, as we know. So, totally agree. At Dimitra. That's why shows like ours, shows. Like full and focus, that's so craven. We go into details. We talk about exactly what Metro does more than the average fan would see that's not a full supporter. They just see him as just a goal scorer. He's a lot more than that. Great point by you, Max. Okay, over to you, Giannis. I want to talk about these two together because I've watched them back. And uh, I actually think the first one's a penalty. That's just my opinion on that. The second one, I don't think it was. I mean, that's the crazy part of this. We get a penalty. What are your thoughts on these two situations? Where do you fall on them? Well, the second penalty, when he went down, I started laughing until I realized he'd given a penalty. Um, to me, it was much less a penalty than the first challenge. Okay, um, so you're pro- kind of with me on this. Yeah, I think I think it's, sometimes it's a case of cry wolf because of the, the skirmishes that Mitchell gets involved in the box. Um, I think that the first That's an interesting was, way to look at this. And so the reps look at a certain, a certain way. I think it was it was a 50-50 for the first one, but you could give it either way. But the second one I didn't think was. And Max, great comments there. You know, you talk about, you know, why we have the shows, because what Mitro does is great unlike point. unlike what 98% of Brentford fans think he does, which is <laughs> meat, meat pies before meat pies before a game and a couple of Guinness while he slumbers on the pitch. You know, I mean, you've got to. I'm the one of the first ones to talk about, you know, Ivan Tony and what a great player he is, and I think he is. I think he's a fabulous player. But you've also got to look at, if you look at the history of centre forwards, number nines, and what they do, and then you you compare it to what Mitro does, and you you admire it and say, yeah, that's someone who's a classic number nine. It's not so much what he does on the ball; it's what he does off the ball. That second goal, for example, was a classic. His movement off in the box, fantastic. So, um, so, but for me, yeah, the um, first one marginal, second one, nah, I would no, a bit laughable, but again, it was Tyreek Mitchell, same player. That's the crazy yeah. part of this, same yeah. player, Max. Your thoughts on this? I'm glad that we're talking about Mitro, and I'm glad that you brought this to the forefront that people don't see what we see, right? So, I'm gonna say this do you think that there's now a reputation bias against Mitro where he won't get calls? 
Uh, don't get, I'm not sure if it extends to him not getting calls. Like you mean by the refs? Yes. Mm, I don't know. I mean, he, he, cause in most situations when he's being fouled nine times out of 10, he also is holding the other player. <clears throat> that makes it very difficult for the referee to choose a side when they're both grappling. <clears throat> but I don't know. No, I, I don't think so. Honestly. Um, but there have been times when Mitra has died. That's true. Yes. And there have been times when he embellishes contact to get players sent off. So, but listen, all the top players do it. That just means he's a top player. Okay. That's an interesting way to look at that. Okay. So when we go through the first half guys, let's, let's talk about the goals and um, Max will go right back to you. This was, I think a a poor goal to give up off of a corner for foam. Yes. 14 seconds. I I've heard this on the broadcast. It took literally 14 seconds from the corner for them to score. That is crazy quick and a classic, I hate to say it, Roy Hodgson counterattack, my friend. Talk about the goal from Crystal Palace. Yeah, we have two breakdowns here, and the first is Kearney. Um, He just dives in on Eze, and that's the last play on the pitch you want to do that with because he's so skilled. And Listen, if you're a center mid, as, as, as Kearney wants to play, you either foul him, you don't let him go by you, or you get the ball. But you don't do kind of a half measure, which is what he did, which is stick in a lazy foot. And I have actually been quite complimentary of Carney this season when he's come on recently, and that he's actually been, I think, more tenacious and stronger in the tackle than I've ever seen him. But this was not an instant like that. But still, as there's a lot to do, and no one goes to him, and the person I'm going to single out is Harrison Reed, because I was walking this back, and there's a split second when he could have tracked Edward, but decides, let me try to step up and play him off. As soon as he tries to do that, the ball is played, yeah. and then he's on, and then he, he he can never catch up to him. So, listen, I mean, defensive breakdowns, uh, you obviously don't want to beat out on a corner like that. But if I say something to Kearney, I'd say be more like Polina, you know, get a yellow, embrace it. Um, but you can't <laughs> let that counterattack go. We looked very exposed. Absolutely. Totally agree. Very good analysis there, my friend. Okay. Over to you, Giannis. Let's talk about Mitro's penalty and Fulham equalize but before we do that i i do have a comment i want to share from our friend chris goodwin who's a liverpool supporter so i want to get your thoughts on this this is what he shares if the second penalty was less of a penalty do you think the officials were influenced by not giving the first penalty Giannis, thoughts on mitro's goal but also on chris's comment here i think chris is actually bang on here um, because, um, you know, they, they, they go back in the changing rooms. They, they, you know, they, they're, they're talking via the, you know, the, the earpieces and what have you. And I remember jumping with the, the first challenge just on, on instinct. And they show the replay and think, oh, you really should give that. Um, so, you know, in, in hockey, they talk about makeup calls. And that felt a little makeup bit. Makeup call. It felt like a little bit of a makeup call. And for me, um, the timing, I think, was as important as anything. You're doing it. It's about 20 seconds to go in injury time. And then before you know it, we get a penalty really out of nothing. And uh, I was a little nervous because I was thinking, oh, the bugger doesn't miss this. But he's, he's hit it with absolute aplomb with no number and no name on his shirt. Yeah. I mean, that's the nameless one. And um, Johnson couldn't get there. So it was, uh, yeah, I think in many ways it was a makeup call. And we just sometimes we've got to just accept it for what it was. By the way, going back to Kearney. Yep. If I were Marco Silva, I would have been apoplectic for that goal. Um, I, I, will, I, will, I think you've heard me say many times what I think of Eze as a player. 
Yeah. I think he's a brilliant, he's one of my favourite players. And I think the fact that we didn't get him from the ha-has just is criminal because just immense play, wonderful to watch, so entertaining. He glides past players, but he's got no right gliding past Kenny. It was a half-assed effort. And, you know, it's a sort of, it is the sort of non-challenge that at the end of the season, when Marco and the coaches look at what they need next year, they may look very well look at that challenge in terms of where this club needs to go. Because we've obviously we've lost Pereira. Candy's not Pereira, but there really shouldn't be a drop-off defensively in what happened. And I think you'd be very disappointed with the matter. And, and Max is right. Reed had the chance to close. And that's because Edward's not had a good season. I'm not a fan of Edward. He did take his goal well. But it really starts with Kearney's non-challenge. And at this level, it's not acceptable. And uh, I'm wondering how that's going to play out moving forward. Because I'll tell you, even though we equalised at half-time, I'm pretty certain Silver would still be fuming at the manner of the goal. It's a good point, Giannis. And I'm glad that... Listen, what's great about us doing the show, we praise when it's needed, and we criticise when it's warranted. And, and you guys are very honest with your critique on all of our players, positively and negatively. And, and uh, I'm glad that you brought up both in this instance, we're talking about Harrison Reed. Then of course you're talking about Tom Kearney. It's a very good point. It's something that I agree with you, Giannis. I don't think Marco Silva would have been happy at all. And uh, you need to do both parts of your game. I, I totally agree with that. Okay, guys, let's move on. Let's talk about the second half. And, uh, I'm going to go right back to you, Yas, because you've already talked a little bit about Mitro's goal. Let's focus on this a little bit. The delivery, as you had talked about, and the goal itself, this is what Fulham had been missing. Dominance on set pieces and Mitro being back, this just showed how much they missed him, I feel, on this set piece. Yeah, I know it's funny because I thought it was long overdue. In the first half, I thought our crossing and delivery was very poor. Yes. Um, free kicks going astray. William was probably the biggest culprit of the lot. And, um, I, yeah, we were waiting for one of those. But again, he does it, doesn't he, Mitro? He, you know, his movement off the ball, nobody seems to be able to pick him up. It's a fantastic delivery. Johnson's done brilliantly to get as close as he has to it. But I'm sure, sure Hodgson and Louis would have been sitting going, oh, no, come on. Of all the goals, we're going to let him. Like, we know what he does in the box. We know that he... If he doesn't engage contact, he's going to try and peel round and get something on it, and he's done it. So, I mean, fair fair play to him. Um, I think at that point we deserve to take the lead. Palace looked like they're sort of sleepwalking a little bit. I mean, they're sort of in blah land in mid-table. And just, you know, uh, they didn't see... I mean, it was end-of-season party atmosphere. But Hodgson would have been really pissed off with that. But it was a nice goal, and 14 goals in 24 games for Mitro which um, is a tremendous ratio and, you know, he missed so many games for us and hopefully next season, you know, barring suspensions and injuries, we've got him for most, if not all the season and healthy. Okay. Excellent stuff. While we're doing this show, I just have to mention anyone that's watching live, West Ham just went up three to one. So I just wanted just to uh, mention that they're in stoppage time and now it's three to one. So very interesting, very Bad news for Sam Allardyce and Leeds United right now. So as we're recording it, they're they're in stoppage time, so it doesn't look good for Leeds United. Okay, over to you, Max. Let's talk about 
the second Crystal Palace goal near the end of the match. It's the 83rd minute. I'm thinking, can Fulham hold on? They cannot. Here's a question I have. Did they deserve a free kick? Yeah, that's the people I was watching with at the uh, <clears throat> the Fulham Supporters Bar in D.C. were furious about this, furious, because I thought it was very soft. I, I agree. I, think, I don't think it was a free kick that foul. I mean, sometimes players just looking to go down, and it's infuriating that refs always seem to call it. But you have to be smart. As a modern Premier League defender, you have to be smart. You have to be smart. And so many players, I just feel lack that awareness of, of the way the game has changed and dive in and put it hands on the back. And even if it's the slightest bit of contact, the rule is now, not the rule, but the custom is you go down and the referee will call it nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, which I find disgraceful. This happens all the time. Mind you, when a player has, I hate it when an attacking player is pressing a defender and they have their back to, they have their back to them and they're going nowhere and players give needless fouls because they're just looking to go down. It was a situation like that, I thought. Um, but, you know, once we get, once we concede the set piece, we don't deal with it. And I was actually convinced that it was going to be given offside because they kind of did the freeze frame. But then right. hit off Robinson, hit off our own player, so that would, didn't matter. But yeah, you, you just want someone to track a bit better. You know, Leno does well the first time, but he can't do much except clot. But right back to Joel Ward, and who would have thought we'd be saying this sentence? I don't follow Palace super closely, but if you'd asked me where's Joel Ward, I would have said oh he's probably playing for like Stoke or maybe somewhere in like Turkey. He's still playing in the Premier League. It's amazing. This guy's amazing and yeah. score equalizer. You know. Credit to him, but he's not the player you'd think would be scoring against Fulham at the death. Okay. Here's a good point from our friend Steve Reynolds, and I think you guys will both agree with this. The goal was coming 10 minutes before. I, I agree with that, Max. Yes, yes. And that's the kind of what I said in my opening, is that we had just seemed to drop off. And I think it was, it was either Elise or as I, they had that great cutback and then the left-footed shot, which just went wide, right? So they, they've had, they had the quality that was there. Um, and we just didn't seem like we were, we were reacting in a proper way, which is odd. You know, it just seemed like we were sleepwalking towards them, just attack, attack, attack. And we didn't have an answer for it. Okay. Here's from Black, White, and Fred. Never a free kick. Ref was giving loads of soft free kicks to Palace, and they were more than happy to go down. Thoughts on that, Giannis? Yeah, it was a, there was a lot of it, actually, from both sides. I, I um I, I just wish refs were more consistent. I mean, going back to the Mitro thing about um, contact and what have you and embellishing, is there anybody worse than Harry Kane? I mean, he's oh, Harry Kane's the worst, Giannis. You know, maybe Raheem uh, Sterling is up there too. St- Sterling, yeah. I mean, and right. Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish. Yeah, and De Bruyne. I mean, it's, it's, De Bruyne, wow. The list is endless. I mean, at least, you know, I, I think you start the game with a certain level of consistency. And then can you continue that? But when it starts becoming inconsistent, which it seemed to do last 20 minutes, then we're all getting pissed off. But even then, we've dealt with the free kick poorly. Defensively, we've dealt with it really poorly. And Joel Ward, as much as a credit to him, he's a a trooper. They've had some defensive issues in the middle this year. Anderson hasn't necessarily been brilliant for them. And um, Ward, I think, is 33, 34 now. He's, He's a constant there. And uh, it, it's nice for him to get the goal. I mean, it, it's at our expense. Um, he looked as shocked as anyone that he'd scored, but I wouldn't have given that free kick. But we were just lulled into sleep for the last previous 10 minutes, and they came at us. Yep. And uh, I thought it was a matter of time before they'd have at least a chance to equalise. Um, just It was just a sloppy, just sloppy defending from a set piece that uh, I'm sure that Marco had a few choice words for 
um, or he will on Monday when they review the tape. I'm sure he will. And uh, it was just unfortunate, but like you guys said, it, it was coming. And um, that's why I think it's a fair result. 2 2 is a fair result. They were better near the end of this match, and they deserve the goal, even though it was a questionable free kick, which drives me crazy. But as we're talking about, they are given sometimes. Okay, guys, to end our review, let's talk about man of the match. I'm going to give you first crack at this, Mr. Cohen. Who's man of the match? Come on. Do I need to say uh, it? Yeah, I'll say it. Joel Ward. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Alexander Mitrovic. Love him. Love him. Okay. Can you go with anyone but Mitro on this one? Giannis? No, I can't. I thought Mitro was a beast yesterday i thought i thought team performance we looked a little bit flat i mean this can happen in the season like like a preseason game but um mitro was on mitro was def, you know terrifying defenders mitro was on fire you know so um yeah mitro had a super game and it's a nice warm-up for him for when he goes on oh. to those beasts next sunday we're gonna talk about him man. i'm gonna leave us some time to talk about that because i really want to talk about that we got a couple more comments chris uh chimes in again a gust of wind would knock Harry Kane to the floor. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Chris, we're on the same side on that. Here's a good point, Max. Steve Ronald says it was the ref's first prime game. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't notice the guy at all. So, great. Yeah, give, give him the Fulham match. Who cares about Fulham, right? Yeah, <laughs> to the cottage. Great. <laughs> at least we didn't get Kavanaugh. <laughs> no, never again, ever. I don't want to see him, ever. No, no thanks. Okay, very good. All right. And this is from Chris. He goes with Mitro. Two goal Mitro, man of the match. Absolutely. Okay, great stuff, guys. A very good review of a 2-2 draw. But coming up next, we're going to have a very good discussion on several phone players. Will he stay or will he go? We're going to go through our thoughts on certain players. Was that their last performance in a foam shirt? at Craven Cottage. We'll be talking about it coming up next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, guys, in this part of the show, I was thinking about this. You know, we usually do a review at the end of uh, the season, but I think this is a good time to do it, to do talk about certain players as this is the last home match and thinking about will they be back next season. So we're going to go through several of them, some big names here. So let's talk about, let's start with the one that I'm most curious about. Max, I'll give you your first thoughts on this with us. Let's talk about Jao Polina. So what's interesting about this, I think many of us have seen it on Instagram, on Twitter, his comments after the match. So I was just going to bring that up. 
So yeah. let's talk about this because actually I'll go first. I took that if I'm reading between the lines that he's staying. Others have said that they take it as he's going. It's very interesting. So thoughts wait, on, on wait, Paulinho. On. How, how can you listen to that video and think he's leaving? I mean, he, he literally said he made a point to talk about next season. I know that. Okay, but also, at the end of the day, him saying whatever he says on a little video posted, that's not going to be the determining factor. So, But, you know, it was a good sign, I thought. But it doesn't mean he's okay. definitely staying. But okay. my prediction is, yes, Jean Pellini will stay at Fulham. I was talking about this a lot um, with, with my dad, who's a big Fulham fan, this weekend. And he was saying, look, the pitch Fulham has to make to its players is, we can make Europe next season stay around and be part of a team and be an integral part of a team that might make the Europa League, right? That has to be the, the, the ambition. If we finish 10th this year, our first year back, and we're missing our arguably our best player for, what, eight matches, why not aim to finish three places higher, four places? It's not out of the realm that next season we have a sustained top seven push. Now, it's, it's ambitious, yes, but the club is ambitious. So for players like Paulinho, Yep. You know, I'm sure he'll attract interest from teams in the Champions League. But if we say to them, listen, if you want him, pay 80 million pounds. And we say to Paulinho, you can go and be, you know, a bench player, a bit part player, maybe play Carabao Cup, maybe play last 10 minutes at home against Burnley. Or do you want to be the man at Fulham, a team on the up? That has, that has to be the offer. And I'm going to say this for a bunch of other players. I'm sure Anthony Robinson will come up as well. Yep, we'll and talk about City him. Connections. He's not going to play at City. I mean, everyone has to look at Ryan Session. Everyone has to look at Fabio Carvalho. To a lesser extent, Harvey Elliott, although he's, he has come good, I think, for Liverpool better than some thought. Might right. be myself included. Look at Patrick Roberts. I mean, very, very few players leave Fulham and do better. That's just the fact of the matter. And if you do leave Fulham, you're a Moussa Dembele, and you're by far, just by far the best player on the pitch for most games, and you can succeed. He's more the exception than the rule. You have to be the best. And yeah. now I think Pelina has a has a bit of him in him, I'll be honest. But everyone just everyone just seems to make the same mistake. And this is mainly with young players, but the grass is not greener away from the cottage. It's not. I totally agree, Max. And Giannis, over to you. I agree with Max. I think he's staying, but I'm gonna throw this on the table. I was speaking to my friend Steve Reynolds, who already commented. He brought this up to me. If I'm full and I agree with this, I rip up his contract. Give him more money, give him a lot more money, entice him to stay with more money. Money does talk, my friend. And that's what I would do if I was Tony Khan. I would give him a new contract. I would absolutely do that. But you're he's already on a five year deal. Bloody I understand hell. that, but I think that he's earned more money. Don't you think he's earned more money with his play? Uh, do you know how much he's on a week? Do you know, I honestly don't know. That's a question. Do you I know? believe he might be on 50. I could be wrong on that. I'm sure someone can clarify Ooh. that with us. Yeah, yeah. give him more. I agree. That's actually a bit low. I'm surprised. I could be wrong on this. I'm sure someone will comment and correct me on that. But I think that he is not – he should be, in my opinion – I'll go to you, Giannis. I think, in my opinion, he should be the highest-paid fallen player along with Mitro. He should be on that level. And actually, the highest paid, I believe, believe it or not, is Kurzawa. Yeah, and we'll we'll leave Kurzawa. We'll leave no. Kurzawa. Kurzawa. Yes, yeah, it is true. Yes. Yeah. I think Kurzawa's on a week. It should be two p. <laughs> should be less. They should be paying us. Wait, yeah. Russ. Honestly, how much is Kurzawa paid a week? I, I believe mean? it's it's over a hundred. 
That's the worst piece of business I've ever heard. I would. I, this is this is how bad it is. I would pay Floyd Aite more <laughs> because Kazawa was a was a disaster. He didn't like and oh they, they didn't look ready. They God. didn't look ready. Um, I had some wag saying, "Oh, let Mbabu scored three goals in four games for Servette. My God, really? I mean, look, the poor fellow was pony for us. He looked League Two standard. It wasn't no disrespect to League Two at all. No, Polina, what I'd do is I would, I would triple his, I, I would triple his salary, and I would uh, make it a long-term contract so that if anybody really wants him, we have the security of the contract." Um, for clubs that do have the money to buy and, and Max at 80 million, bang, that's it. 80 million. Oh. You want him? You want him? You pay for him because he's a, but he's of more value to us. Exactly. Eight, that's my point, yeah. Giannis. Yeah. His value in the market might be 50, 60, but to Fulham, it's much higher than that. Yeah, big time. I mean, he's a huge player for us and I think there will be suitors, but, but to answer the question, he's not going anywhere. He's staying. And to this point, because someone brought this up to me as well. There are examples of players that have defied the odds, and Mitro is one of them. We'll talk about Mitro as well, that has stayed at Fulham with opportunities to leave. Some stay, and as Max said, the grass isn't always greener. Some leave. And uh, I think, you know, I'll even bring up a player that brought me to Fulham. I think that Clint Dempsey might have, this is my opinion, regretted a little bit of leaving to go to Tottenham because it didn't work at Tottenham. Ended up going to the Sounders, coming back to Fulham on loan. I don't think it ended the way that Clint probably liked it too. So the grass isn't always greener. Mm -hmm. But but over to you, Giannis, when we talk about Paulina, how do we know that he is not Mitra? Why do everyone assume because the big clubs are coming in from that he's gonna go? It's that mentality drives me nuts because there are players that have stayed, and Mitro's a prime example of that. Well, Pal um Polina has started most games except when he's been suspended. Um, he's still a fairly young player. He's playing in the best league in the world. He's revered by the fans. He's obviously really enjoyed his first year here. And um, you want you want to keep a good thing going, not just with you and your team, but you personally. Family, he's become a dad. So his, his yeah. kid is English. <laughs> his son is English. Um, no, I, I, for me, it's a no-brainer. Um, I think that Marco will tell the boys, look, and the owners, We've got a good thing going here. We're going to have to make some difficult right. decisions. So, but we need to look next year to get better, which means players that we may love now, we may, if we have a chance, have to say goodbye, if only because we're looking to progress, to develop as a team and, and consolidate. And um, I think those are arguments enough to, 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 to convince pa uh, Paulini to stay. Okay. Uh, he's, as I said, I don't think he's, he's not going anywhere. Okay, and I agree with that. And I think Marco was going to make the pitch not just to Paulina, but to Tony and the higher-ups. I need my best players. And if you want me to stay at Fulham and sign a new deal, I think he, that's going to be part, this is my opinion, part of his pitch to signing a new deal. It's like, listen, you know, you need to sign better players, more better players, because he does have good players, very good players. But I need that commitment. And I think, in my opinion, I think Paulina is part of it. So I think this is going to be a very big part of what's going to happen after the season ends with Marco, because we all want Marco to sign a new deal. I do expect that to happen. 
but I think he's going to want his key players to stay. And I think that's going to be part of the conversation with ownership. And I think Paulina is at top of the list. So we're all in agreement that we believe that Paulina will be back. Let's now talk about Mitro. I'll go to you, Giannis. He has stayed several seasons. He's had opportunities. Will he stay or will he go, Giannis? He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Again, it's a, it's a case of the value to the team. The team, the, if any teams look to pick him up, Premier League, could there be potentially a few, but you've got to pay a lot of money for a player that scores for fun. There's always the option. I, I always got, I always think, um, and it's interesting because there's, there's a story that came out last night that sort of took me. And that was a rumor that's connecting us with Mara Icardi at Galatasaray. Now, when I saw that, I thought, oh, geez, if we, if we got him in the lineup to play with Mitro, that's a little scary. And then I thought, oh, I hope this isn't because there's something that might be in the works for Mitro, but I don't believe that will happen. I could actually see Mitro's next move actually being Turkey. Okay. Fenerbahce, Besiktas. I can see that, but not yet. He's not yet. Um, if Icardi came, heaven holds, because that would be huge. Um, but no, he's uh, um, number nine will be in, in black and white next year. I agree with that as well. Over to you, Max. Mitro, will he stay or will he go? He's staying. I have nothing more to add than what Yana said. The, the, I, I can't, it gets to the point where I can't imagine Mitro in another shirt. No. Like I physically, It's hard to me to picture him wearing another team's kit. Like He's so full of him at this point. Okay, very good. All right. Let's go to one that um, a player that has had a very good season, but he's actually had some downs as well. And Max, we've already talked a little bit about him. Let's go to it. Anthony Robinson. Will he stay or will he go? I don't know. I go back and forth in this one, Russ. Like, I can see him be, I think out of maybe not of all the players, but most of the players we have, I could see him being the most swayed by a big club coming to take him for the reason that he's not man city level. Let's agree there. He's not man city level. Yeah. But imagine the pitch. And if Pep goes to you and Pep says, I can make you a better player. Yeah. You won't play every week. You might not play every third week, but you'll be trading among the best in the world. We'll pay you a great amount. And you're only going to get better under me. I think, People see Anthony Robinson as a project. Like the best managers in the world see that. Like he did, he wasn't going to AC Milan for that medical for no reason, right? They saw potential. And I think there's an incredible amount of potential there because his pace is second to none. And that's, I think, the biggest attribute for any fullback in modern football is pace. And he has that in, in bundles. And the only thing which is sometimes lacking is his technical ability with crossing and sometimes a one-on-one defending, which has improved drastically this year, we should add. But he, I think he is, of all the players on the current squad, I think he, he has the biggest improvement. Because if he, if he gets that right, if he gets his final work product right in the, in the final third, he can be one of the best players in the league. And that's why I think he might go. I really do. Okay. That's just my, um, I don't know, what do, you, what do you guys think of that kind of premise that he could, he could actually benefit from a move to a big side? I don't know about that. I understand the pitch, though, Max, going to say a Man City because the pitch would be great. Similar to the pitch that Fabio must have gotten from Jurgen Klopp, right? I can make you a better player. He is such a talented player, meaning that pure talent and 
seen as a project that I, I could see him saying, okay, well, this coach could take me to the next level. I should go there. I'm going to say, I think he's going to go. And I don't know how much money phone can get for him, but I think he could be swayed by that carrot in front of him that you just laid out there. I'm going to say Anthony Robinson will not be a phone player next season. Over to you, Giannis. What are your thoughts? I believe I believe Robbo will stay. Um, okay. But I, 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 I think I've got a different stance on this. I th- Robbo has a young family. And um, he's, he's a starter for Fulham. He knows that. Um, he's had another decent season. But, I mean, you look at... T- take our club, for example. Who do you get to replace a Robbo? And, I, and don't anybody say Matt Target. <laughs> And I don't, and, and, I, and I really do like Matt Target. Well, no, I mean the, the problem I've got with Robbo is something that hasn't, I don't think, been considered. He's young, and I think that some of the wariness that we sometimes see from him is linked to playing for the U.S. I think with Tim okay. Ream, he's an older, older player. He's got a family. It's a stable setup. Da da da. And he knows, like any international player, when it's time, because often international players will, will retire before their time because of the travel. And that's where I'm getting to. Robinson is an English is an English-born American, but he plays for a country that's in CONCACAF, where there's a ridiculous amount of travel. And we know this. And he's does he's got a young child, and that greats travel greats. Whatever what anyone says. When Robbo has to go to Mexico and Honduras and, and El, you know, El Salvador and Trinidad, now U.S. obviously is hosting the World Cup, but there's still going to be a lot of exhibition games. You've got the Gold Cup and all this sort of stuff. And I think that he's smart enough to know where he's going to have his best situation. He starts every game on a, on a decent team and a progressive coaching setup. Is he going to have it better anywhere else? And I think if he really thinks about this, the answer will be no. And if we do sell him, we better do it for a pretty packet because the value to Robbo is high. As Max says, his potential, his speed frightens the crap out oh, of Oh, absolutely. I'd just keep him just for that. Just, just for that potential. That. Yeah, for that speed. That Has anybody talked about maybe, I mean, he, he says, I like, to, I like to come make the long runs in the back, which allows me to play at left back. There's potential there to play in the left side of midfield. We know that. But I think in terms of his situation, his family situation, his development, as long as Marco Silva stays, his best home is going to be Fulham. I believe he stays for next year. Okay. I got a good amount of comments about Jedi, so I'm going to share them from Steve Reynolds. Jedi is good, but not that good. Chris Goodwin, he has to chime in about Liverpool. There's no left-back spot at Liverpool, so you're safe from Jurgen. Okay. (laughs) This is from our friend Wayne. Mitro will stay and Robinson will stay. Black, white, and Fred. Man City won't improve his defending as he won't get much practice. That's a good okay? point. That's a good, point. That's good, good point. point. That's a very good point. Carl Tennis says, I don't think Jedi's has the passing ability to play in Klopp's system. Not yet. Okay, and this is from Showtime 53. Scary if he leaves because the team has tried to find another fullback and that's they good. have struck out. That goes to your point, Max. Yeah. They don't have a suitable replacement if Robinson decides to leave. They've tried. They haven't been able to find him. I have to like Matt Target, by the way. I, I know your thoughts. I, I like Matt Target, too. I just think that the, the athleticism of Robbo is fun I know. It's what? a different, it's like different a thing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. 
All right, very good. All right, let's move on. Let's get back to this conversation, guys. And what's uh, good about this one is this is not one I was expecting to have a conversation about at the beginning of the season because he wasn't playing at the beginning of the season. He came a little bit in. William, Max, will he stay or will he go? No, he'll stay. He'll stay. I think someone in the comments said he'll sign a one-year extension. I think that's spot on. I think he has so much to offer still at this level. And he, as you mentioned, the family aspect, you know, his family, they're, they live in Chelsea for a long time, Southwest London. He feels settled here 100%. I think he stays. Okay. Over to you, Giannis. William? Yeah, I agree with Max. He's staying. Um, and he's still got time to convert his two daughters, who apparently are Chelsea supporters. That was a great video. Shame, yeah, shame on you, shame. That was a great video. It really was. No, he's he's staying. I mean, you know, it's a good thing he's been he's been epic for us this year. Yeah, and, and he can, uh, if we get in another left sided midfielder, he can certainly he can learn from that because then that's gonna I know that that puts in parentheses Solomon, obviously. Well, we're gonna talk about him. Yeah, so um, he... yeah, but uh, William's been superb and uh, a summer of rest, and and he'll come uh, he'll come back raring to go. Okay, excellent. Before we talk about Solomon, let's talk about Andreas Pereira. Okay, over to you, Giannis. Will he stay or will he go? Well, he will stay now because of that injury. We don't know when he's going to be back. Just um, but one Just of the because of the injury. Yeah, I, I I do believe so. Although one of the memorable scenes from yesterday after was while Mitro's dancing, uh, he comes over on crutches and gives him a big hug, and I thought that was brilliant. I was just, just, that's just, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And he had a very good season, let's be honest. He did. He got a freak injury. Um, they've not given us a specific timeline. I think he might be, um, it might be a couple of months before we see him, but he's 24 years of age. And the, let, we have to agree, our team has to get younger. Oh. So it, it's imperative we keep Pereira. Um, he was a steal, and uh, I'm looking forward to him coming back. Uh, because if we get a couple of upgrades as well, what we, as any manager will tell you, two two players fighting for each spot and not uh, sort of, well, okay, he's a start on it here. Like Mitro. I want someone to challenge Mitro. And and Vinicius did his job, but someone to challenge Mitro. This is what we want. This is, yep. yeah, that, that's strength and depth. That's that's where why City. If you've seen their lineup, they've put oh. in a, just lineup today and it's Chelsea. He's made Pepper's made nine changes. Doesn't matter. Nine. It's incredible. But um, no, for me, um, Pereira, Pereira stays. Okay. Same thing for you, Max, with Pereira. I know he's injured, but yeah, I think there was some speculation before he got injured. That's it. Yeah, no one, no one's gonna buy a, a, an injured player. No. Okay. Very funny there, Chris. Harry Kane to back up Mitro. Okay, well, you know, yeah. why not? <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty funny, Chris. Okay. All right, let's get back to it, Max. Let's you and I talk. Then we'll go to Giannis. Let's talk about Menor Solomon. Will he stay or will he go, Max? And and here's a bigger question. Do you want him to stay? Have you seen enough that Come you on, want him to stay? That's a ridiculous question. Of course. <laughs> I, would, I would love for him to stay. I love Menor okay. Solomon. I do think he's gone. I do think he's gone. Okay. Because he's not playing. And this is someone who was playing in the Champions League, scoring goals against Real Madrid. And I think he thinks highly of himself, as he should. But if I'm in his position, I'm thinking, I came to Fulham. I left a war-torn country in Ukraine. And I thought this was going to be, like, my intro to the Prem, to the English League. 
and I can't even start in front of a, a William, an old washed up Brazilian guy. Obviously, that that's 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 banter, but I think he expects me playing for a okay. team, and he probably thinks he can play in a better team. That might be true, but yeah, I just I just think he goes. I think he goes. I agree with that. Over to you, Giannis. Menor Solomon, does he stay or does he go? No, I think he goes. Leads are going down. Nonto, Nonto is 18. And uh, when he gets relegated, he's not sticking around now. He's going to be looking for a team. Italian international, let's not forget. It's good. Um, no. And a good young player with good coaching will really develop. And it's been a dysfunctional situation at Ellen Road this year. He's a player. You know, it's like the vultures are, vultures are hovering. What players do you pick up? Um, someone else who's actually a potential, although I might get laughed at off the screen. I know. Wait a minute. Are you going to say Weston McKinney? No. Oh, okay. No, no. I'd say Jack Harrison. Oh, Jack Harrison. I okay. think Jack Harrison would fit in nicely with Silvers because he is a good distributor of the ball. It's not bad. Again, he could be again. This that wouldn't be a, a, That's not a bad one to look at. I'm, I Jack. agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Jack Harrison. Yeah, Jack Har- yeah. I mean, they they've got some good players. They just they do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to – there's no way I'm going to I'm going to uh, blame um, Jesse Marsh because I, I like Jesse Marsh. I think he is a good manager. I think he's a bit quirky and he's a bit different, and that's what the Premier League does need. It doesn't need Aladars or Aladars, you know, that. The old fogies, you know, and no disrespect to Roy because I love Roy at the death, but yeah. the point being the younger coaches. And, uh, and I think the, the notion of um, – Turning to him to Allardyce was a, a disaster. Um, Nyonto or um, Harrison are two that will be achievable. They'll all be liable to relegation clauses, um, and that's the sort of pickup that could really help. Solomon is gone, and and I like him. He's done. I think he's done super, but he's gone. Okay, here's one. I don't think he would be in Fulham's price range. What are your thoughts about this, Max? What about Ward Prowse for Fulham? I mean, obviously, he's a fantastic player. We all know that. He seems to score all the time against us. Um, I, I don't see him coming to Fulham, if I'm being honest. I, I just don't see I – I don't know why. I just – initially, when I hear the two names together, it just doesn't – I don't see him doing that. I think he's going right. to go – he's going to go to a team like like a – I think he go to Villa. Like, he, that's a very Villa move, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Villa or Brighton. I don't know, but I don't think Fulham. Okay. Giannis? Oh, God. He's going to Everton. This, this that screams Everton if they stay up like thirty million for WordPress. But but the thing the thing two weeks ago I'd have said I mean I, I'm a fan, I'm a big fan of WordPress. Two weeks ago I'd have said no chance. But the fact that we've lost Pereira does leave us with a hole in the middle. Yeah. And Pereira is brilliant. We know it's at pieces. WordPress is the best that there is. Can we get yeah. him for thirty million? Is it worth it? I would say yes if you can keep the stability in that. You know the 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 two holding you know uh, Polina and Reed, then I think it, it can it can it can work. I think it's intriguing. I really think I think the Pereira if Pereira hadn't got injured, I'd have gone nah. But now right now, I think okay. you have to look at it and go maybe he can fill a gap in because what great talk about depth in the middle. Oh. Yeah. Well, here's a comment from Black, White, and Fred. He is right about this. Don't want Ward Pross not the part of don't. I would want him, but this is a good point by him. Not mobile enough for our system. That's interesting. I don't think he needs to be because I can. He's not. I mean, and the oh, thing that's about, a good point. And the thing about Ward Pross, you remember? Let's remember the home game against the Saints. And what was the? What did Marco say? Whatever you do, don't give up a free kick. 
just outside or outside the box. Don't do it because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And it did. And that's the thing. If you've got somebody who can take goal, um, corner kicks on either side or take free kicks, who's as good as he is. Yeah. I mean, and we do get ourselves into situations with Mitro where that's going to be a possibility. Right. It's a, it's a good investment where he scares Southampton being bottom didn't matter. He scares teams because of his dead ball ability. And that's why I, his mobility may not be there, but in, key, in that final, that zone four, is where he's going to cause mayhem. And um, as I said, with Pereira being out, does that mean Kearney has to get, Yeah, for Ward-Prowse, yeah, I'd do it, because free kicks, he's a given. Okay, very good. All right. I've got two more, all right? One is a surprise at the very end. Vern Leno, Giannis, fantastic season. Yeah. Will he stay? Absolutely. He's starting. He's not being absolutely destroyed by Arsenal Arsenal fans, troops TV, AFTV nonsense. You wanted rid of Leno and you got Ramsdale. <laughs> like, really? Leno was, has been absolutely magnificent for us. And part of that yeah. is the comfort level of feeling that support from the fans. And Leno got torched by Arsenal fans. Oh, it's the goalkeeping. Oh, yeah. It's the goalkeeping. No, it's not the goalkeeping. Because Ramsdale's more made... I mean, look back to that Europa League goal against Sporting Lisbon. I mean, he's what hour long, far off his line. Too many howlers. Leno, Leno may well make the team the, the starting 11 of the season. And that's all the payback you need. He's not going anywhere. He's loved at the cottage. Okay, well, I want to say this because I have a player to thank for Bern Leno coming to form. And this is going to surprise... Probably both of you. I want to thank Matt Turner for going from my local club, the New England Revolution, to Arsenal because that opened up this situation for Leno to come to form. It all worked out for us. Too bad for Matt Turner because he's not going to play. And like you said, Ramsdale's situation right now is what it is. Mm-hmm. Fulham actually came out the best out of this situation, guys. Fulham won out out of this whole thing with Ramsdale, Turner. And Leno, I think we came out the best, Max. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Leno, we have a lot of player this season contenders, but I think more fans are saying he's right up there and might even win it because he's just... And I'm assuming you think he'll stay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good stuff. All right, the final one, guys. I didn't prepare you for this one, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it right now. It's not a player, guys. Max, Marco Silva. Will he stay or will he go? No, he'll stay. To me, he knows this is a project for him. This is legacy-defining. He needs to put away the 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 aura he has, the the stigma that Silva is a you know sophomore slump kind of manager. He's had good first seasons. Obviously, this is going to be his third season, but in the second season of the Prem, I think he wants this personally, personally for him um, to show that he can do it consistently at a club. And if he knows what's right for him, he should not leave because the players are bought in. The fans are bought in. The ownership's bought in. Why would you want to go? Okay. This is from Chris Goodwin. Marco Silva will stay at Fulham's ownership. Back him. I agree 100% on that. Over to you, Giannis. I just want to bring this up. Will he stay or will he go? I believe Marco will stay. However, I'm glad that Chris brought this up. They need to back him 100%, my friend. 
Oh, I, I've no doubt he's going to stay um, because I think that um, I think that the Khans recognise what they've got. They, they, I mean, let's not forget last season. We've had three, you know, with Yukanovic and Parker and Silva with the promotions. But last year's was so much, it was so special. And then for us to, to do what we've done this year, quarterfinalists in the FA Cup when we could... Can you imagine if we had beaten United and then played a Brighton team that we've done the double on this year? Yes, people forget. We did the double on Brighton this year. We did. And um, it would have... Um, no, it's been a super season. I think he'll stay. I think the emotional bit is going to come with a couple of the players that I think will be gone. Uh, that You didn't mention, Russ. Okay, that are going to be... I think Naiskin's Cabana's gone. Okay. I think that's... a. A difficult decision, but I think he's going to be gone. I actually think Tom Kearney's going to be gone. Okay. I think that um, he's been with us for seven, eight years, but but I think that Silver has got a ruthless start, um, side to him. He wants this team to get stronger. I think Kearney has played well since Pereira got injured, but if we need to get to Europe, we need to up, get younger and we need to upgrade and we need to be better. Uh, I don't know if Kearney starts in many teams in the Premier League. He'd start in every team of the championship. Um, he's 31, 32 years of age. He's had a super career, probably going to get a testimonial from the club. But I think that um, if that is, a, if it's part of a plan where he says, look, I think this team can do Brightonish things, right. then we're going to have to have some very difficult conversations with players that we love. And uh, we love Naiskin and we love Tom. Um, and hey, it's almost been confirmed. You already know, probably Joe Bryan, <laughs> right? Going to be going to Bristol City. Joe Bryan's going to Bristol City. I they saw should, that. You know what? Build him a step. I mean that goal. I mean, the, I mean Wembley, legend for our life. I mean, I was going to say he's still a legend from that moment. Well, I said I actually went on a prior show and I said he's a success of form because of that moment. Oh, you can't I, take away that moment. That changed a lot for all of us, so he'll always be remembered fondly for that. Did he have shortcomings, guys? You'll agree with me? Absolutely. But that moment, you can't take away. You can only admire. So, All right, over to you, Max, and then we're going to wrap this up by quickly talking about Man United. So any players that you think might go along with what Jan shared, or do you agree with his? I think we, I think we covered the whole lot of them. I think that was very comprehensive. The one thing I'd say is maybe Rodak leaves to go oh, oh, play the championship team. Uh, Rody. Yep. Mm. Okay, very good. All right. Rody. Good stuff, guys. To finish up real quick, because I want to end talking about this just for a few minutes. Let's talk about Man United. I've been waiting for a long time for this match. I think the players really want this one for many reasons. I think Fulham have a very good chance to get all three points at Old Trafford. I think this would be a wonderful way to end the season. Over to you, Max. How confident are you going to Old Trafford? Okay, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, Russ. Question for Russ and Giannis and listeners. Is there any benefit finishing third versus fourth in terms of Champions League qualification? Like, do you get an easier draw in the group state of the Champions League if you're third than if you're fourth? I think the third goes – doesn't the third go directly – I don't, I don't think we do the fourth place playoff anymore. I don't think that's been done in a no, while. No, 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 but they don't they go into the last qualifying round? That's what I thought. The fourth goes into the no, last. No, no, no. What do you oh. mean? 
um, that they go into the last round before the group stages, whereas the first three qualify. I think. Yes, that's the way it's been for a very long time. Correct me. Somebody's going to correct me. I'm sure somebody... <laughs> Um, but I Wait, think it is that. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, I, because I remember last time I was like Liverpool played Hoffman. I don't think the fourth place team. Chris said no. No benefit. Man. This year, I don't remember watching in August and seeing an English team. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, top four. All right. All right. Chris says top case, four going to group stages. If that's the case, United have nothing to play for. Okay. Except, except for with Ten Hag. Ten Hag has shown a propensity this year that. Um, He's pretty ruthless. I'm, I'm sure he's going to tell his players, look, uh, we've still got a, an FA Cup final to play for. Um, we've got a chance of doing the double in the Cups. Um, you know, I'm rebuilding this team, so don't even think of slacking last game of the season. Um, I just think we, we've we actually, Max, got more, more venom to play for. We've sold out our way end. We're going to be going up there absolutely frothing. We're not going up there for a point. We're going up there to get three and cause mayhem and as much mayhem as possible. This isn't going to be like your normal 38 game of the season where you're wearing clown outfits and, and balloons and what have you. They're, I think we're going to go up there for a war. Because I agree, Giannis. Yeah. This is I, going to I be, think a, be propped up for it. I, I think we draw. The prize money, point. That, that's a good point by Fred. Here's um, a point by Black, White, and Fred. That is true, right? Yeah. But that's not that important. I mean, okay. I, I legitimately think, though, like because I think we can both agree that Liverpool are not going to get Champions League, right? They have one match to play. Newcastle and I both have two. They need a huge collapse by Newcastle and Man United only need one point from a possible six to confirm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I think we'll be up for it. I think it'll be great to see. I agree with the honest. You know, we're going to come up with Venom. It's not just going to be a little party. Or oh, we're gonna, no, gonna, no. There's going to be so much angst and uh, not trauma, but bad vibes from the FA Cup game we're going to want to put right. I totally agree. Yeah. I cannot wait for this. It's actually, I think, a great way to end the season. I wouldn't put it put it put past uh, Fulham winning this. I, I actually, I, I think Fulham going to be really up for this, especially, especially Alexander Mitrovic. I think we all agree on that. I think he had this circled a long time ago. So, and Marco Silva probably as well. So, anyways, something Russ you said earlier. I got to bring back you maybe about um, Mitro not being. You know, it's unthinkable that Mitro would leave. The only player that that we've ever lost, I think, in my lifetime that we've ever lost that I thought was untradeable was Gordon Davis. And, and I, wow. I remember crying when he left because I thought, he's you can't trade. And we sent him to, to, did we send him to City or Chelsea? I thought, how do you, how do we get rid of our icon, right. our our God on the pitch because uh, you know that see the teams he was part of he was part of very good teams and poor teams and I thought at that point it was like the Gretzky moment Wayne Gretzky moment over here it's like is any person not tradable and I think at that moment you realised good God every player is tradable and that's how I feel about Mitro it's like it's unthinkable in, to, for him to be in any other jersey right I agree with that to be in Fulham but we know this is a business. And if a team comes in and goes, right, look, we love Mitro. We're, we're willing to give you between 50 and 70 million. We have to listen. So, no. right, unthinkable. It is unthinkable because, yeah. but but it is a business and, and the cards are not silly and they'll look at him and go, well, but you need to have replacements. And that's part of the problem. No, do. early. Do, don't do this last minute thing where you lose players at the last minute and now you've got the replacements and then the next 
transfer windows in January and then you're in trouble. We did everything decent time last year. We have to do the same thing here and allow for any slip-ups and, and, and what have you. Okay. And since you brought it up, any player can go at any time. I still uh, am hurting from Tom Brady leaving my Patriots. Yes, I have to bring that up, Max. You know, he left the Patriots. That hurt. I still can't picture him, even though he won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay flipping Buccaneers. And Max is holding his head because I'm this breaking up. This is the podcast that has devolved is when Brady comes up. Where, this is when Max. Max, next time you come on, you put on your you put a get a, a logo of the old, not the new one, the old one, the, the orange and white Buccaneers. Uh, oh, jeez! <laughs> and imagine Tom Brady wearing that helmet. Oh, oh the orange. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, en- enough talking about. I brought him up again, and I do that just to annoy Max every once in a while. <laughs> he likes it. He likes. It. All right, let's uh, finish up. Max, final thoughts before we go. Yeah, just another great show. You know, Candy said this a couple weeks ago, but it's amazing we're here staying up and there's been no pitch invasion, no big celebration because we've been safe for months now. And that's a testament to how good the season's been. Is that we're like, we're not even delighted. We're, we're, we're pleased, we're content, but there's been no outpouring of emotion like some of us expected there might be. Are we actually disappointed we didn't get Europe? No, 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 not for me. Okay, for me. okay. Giannis, over to you, final thoughts, and then we'll wrap it up. I hope Luton win the championship playoff. Oh, oh my God. Thank you. Thank you for bringing yeah. that up. That would oh, be, I am so glad. Oh. Road. That is a nightmare. You know what? It's no, a I, have a different reason. Yeah. I have a different, I have a different reason. That's a Why? I have That's a different, fine. Max, uh, uh, Max, I do not want Coventry city to be in the premier. League. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. Come on, it, Max. It, we, we don't normally get a lot of beef from opposing fans, but the Coventry city fans, they, they went after Max and I. They didn't like so, us. They did not no, like us. No, no. So I want Luton Town to win in the worst possible way. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want those fans in the Premier League. I'll just leave it at that. It's interesting for, because for Coventry, um, I mean, Luton have done it up in Super this year. And I, anybody who's been to Kenilworth Road knows what that ground is like. It's very, very tough to play. But for Coventry City, if they don't beat Luton, you've got Jokeris and you've got Gustavo Hamer. Yep. Two super players that really, especially Hamer, should be playing in the Premier League. If they don't win that game, they lose both players. This is massive. They get promoted, those players stay put. So Luton have a lot of weapons and they're an angry team. Yep. Um, and it's going to be, a, I think, an absolute rocking atmosphere. And I think Luton will nick it. And Coventry, oh, I hope so. Yes. Um, but then, and the other thing is, of course, if Coventry do get promoted, could they do the unthinkable and bring back the brown uniforms, the away uniforms from the seventies? If you've ever seen them, yep. Google it out. Coventry City brown okay. uniforms, because that would it look. They look like the Cleveland Browns, but in a yeah. yeah so. Okay. Well, for personal reasons, I don't want Coventry City in the Premier League. That's. I'll just leave it at that. I was actually thinking about bringing that up, and then I'm glad that you mentioned that because uh, Max and I got got a decent amount of abuse from these supporters. We generally don't, but we did for that show, and it continued for months on end. It just continued. It never went away. They kept contacting me. So I don't want those supporters in the Premier League. I'll just leave it at that. Guys, guys, can I ask you you guys a personal question? Have you ever been to Coventry? No. I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for I'm ending that way. 
Because uh, remember, do you remember? The I've been told that too. Do you remember the, the specials? The specials. Uh, the, uh, the special did that brilliant ghost town back in the early eighties. Yep. And that was, and that was, um, I've lost, I've forgotten the lead singer's name. He, he passed away. Bad week. Andy Rourke of the Smiths passed away. Rest in peace. But that was set, the scene for that video was set in Coventry. And if you go back and say Ghost Town and you yep. look at that, even though it's 40 years ago, you'll go, oh no. And it's about check Coventry. That out it's about Coventry. Yeah. It's, okay. um, Terry Jones. Thank you, Steve. Terry Jones yep. passed away this year. Rest in peace, okay. sir. Um, oh okay. my God! So, and apparently, Chris Goodwin has been to Coventry City or Coventry. I'm sorry. It's oh dear. It's we're just gonna get more. This is great. We're gonna get more hate, and they're gonna beat us. It's in the that's okay. Miserable. It's. Oh, I'm sure we're gonna get more hate from these people. Oh. I, I, again, like I said, I still every once in a while I hear from one of them that talks about us. They don't like us, Max. I'm especially they don't like me. Really, they they really hate me. But whatever. Let me just go get my just a moment, guys. I think I have a bottle of Beaujolais here somewhere, and I have some cream cheese and some bagels. What else do we like? As Fulham fans, do we like? We like cake as well. I'll cake, get that ready. Cake, Victoria sponge cake. Sponge cake. I've even got, I've even got a sign here that I can show the fans. Okay. My little. Oh, um, that's actually nice. Oh, that's, that's and that was actually, that was actually made for me by my sister-in-law. That's great. So I can hang wow. it up. That's impressive. Terry Hall, that's right, Stephen. Sorry, it wasn't Terry Jones. Silly me. Terry Hall, of course. So, yeah, okay. um, miserable place. Good God. All right, and to end the show, Black, White, and Fred says, why would anyone want to go to Coventry? Don't even like driving through it. Horrible, Thank you, Black, horrible White, and Fred. I've never been there. Oh, I've actually said the next time I come to England that I do want to go there, but for a different reason, because I'd like to like to go to their stadium and just take a look around. I'll just, just use it. it it's, it's, it's good for using the public washrooms. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Okay, very good. All right. Well, let's wrap up this show. Let's wrap up the show, guys. For Yanis and Max Cohen, I'm Russ Cohen. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Connor's Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.